0: Here at Commercial Integrator, we invest a lot of time and effort into researching the state of the pro-AV industry. Uh, Tom, you've done most of that research legwork, and both you and Craig have teamed up to finish this year's State of the Industry article, which is live right now on CI. If there's one theme I've noticed in that piece, though, it's like this duality between there being an intense need for competent AV installations, yet like a tougher atmosphere for actually profiting from them. Uh, Tom and Craig, why do you think that is? Well, I think, you know,
1: part of it is, um, you know, as journalists, uh, we, I think, have a responsibility to, you know, paint the, the glasses half empty. I don't think we do the industry justice if we only write about the really positive numbers that we learn about in our research for the state of the industry. So we try to focus in on the areas in which the industry needs to improve in the coming year. That's kind of the point of the whole state of the industry thing. We, we don't think we're doing our audience much good if we just say, like, hey, everything is great. You know, and things are going to continue to be great for the foreseeable future. Congratulations. <laughs> Instead, you know, we try to identify here are the pitfalls down the road that you need to avoid, and hopefully we provide some resources about how to avoid them. Right,
0: so Chuck Wilson over at the National Systems Contractors Association weighed in on this too. I'm going to play you guys what he said.
1: What seems weird is that there's such a demand for what we do. Our members are as busy as can be, but yet when we look at our financial analysis and all the numbers, I worry about how sustainable that their plan is because the the gross profits are... are very lean compared to the overhead. So the rising costs of labor, the reduced margins and all that. I I just worry that with so little margin for error anymore, do we have the right benchmarks in place? Do we utilize the research and the financial analysis, the labor standards to make sure that we've got all of the details right about running our business in such a lean financial environment right now? Yeah, so... That's kind of the essence of what we zeroed in on with the state of the industry report. I mean, there's so many positive things to talk about. About a third of the surveyed companies report that their 2018 revenues grew at least 10% over that of the previous year. 59% of those surveyed reported 2018 growth of at least 5%. Only 10% of the market saw their revenues drop in 2018. And then in 2019, everybody's really optimistic. Nearly three quarters of the market expects to be up by at least 5% in 2019. So what's Chuck so worried about? Worried about, right? Well, the profitability figures are the things that are, you know, raise some eyebrows. So we've been talking so long in this industry about, you know, the margins dwindling when it comes to product sales and projects. So it's really hard for companies to continue to make a profit if their revenue model is based purely on you know profits from products and projects. So think about it this way. Right now, the market's really strong and companies can get away with this product and project-based revenue model. But what about in a year from now or two years from now, if the market isn't so strong? What if the market's not so forgiving? Will the traditional AV integration model be able to survive with these razor-thin margins? What Chuck is saying and what we're trying to identify in the state of the industry report is that companies need to react now. They need to do a better job of finding ways to increase their profitability, finding ways to emphasize their value to customers so they're irreplaceable, so that outside vendors, you know, maybe from the IT world, maybe from the security world, maybe from, you know, a market that we can't anticipate come in and start competing with them for business and make them compete more on price. Also, there's that thing that, you know, our audience doesn't like to hear so much about, but the whole service revenue thing, you know, like we found some pretty discouraging figures in the report this year that show that the needle hasn't moved very much when it comes to how much service revenue a typical integration firm is earning. If they're not earning service revenue to complement the revenue that they're getting from products and projects, is that going to be sustainable when the market turns a few years from now? So, that's what we zeroed in on in this year's report. Like you said, we've
0: been talking about this for such a long time, and it kind of becomes this uh, echo chamber, if you will, of like, hey, maybe you should look into this. Maybe you should look into this. We'll publish a new article on managed service uh, contracts and how, how to better pursue them. Hey, maybe you should look into this. But now we're trying to say with this you know, large report based on you know lots of research and lots of time spent looking into this, yeah, it's more than just you should look into this. It's you should be acting on 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 this problem.
1: Yeah, so you know, I, I talked about this a little bit in a long interview with Chuck leading up to the state of the industry report, and you know, he he differed with me a little bit in that I'm probably like you, Adam, a little bit black and white in my interpretation mm. that I think that companies all need to you know transition to more of a service revenue model. I mean, Chuck's saying, you know, no, that's that's not what's in these guys' blood, a lot of these guys' blood. and Some companies are just built in a way that doesn't allow them to easily transition to service. I mean, obviously. But also, he's saying that there are some companies that can survive. You know, if they do a good enough job of being irreplaceable to their customers, they can survive. So I have to be careful about the language because I don't want folks in the audience to say okay, well, you know, CI doesn't get what I do. You know, we are a project-based custom integrator, and that's what we do. There are nuances to this, right? And, you know, that's really what we're saying is now is the time to address, you know, these concerns and these nuances before it becomes too late. And, you know, you have to say like, okay, well, maybe I could have done something, but I didn't, and now what?
0: Lastly, uh, I'd love to hear from both of you guys if you can think back a little bit to where we were last year when we published last year's State of the Industry Report versus where we are today. Uh, what do you recall from last year's mood of, this, of the industry report, if you will, uh, versus, you know, the the general outlook on, on this year's?
1: So the big thing that we focused in on last year was, you know, coming off a year of really aggressive mergers and acquisitions. We were talking about the fact that there was an increasing amount of space between the industry's few large integration firms, your ABISBLs, your Whitlocks, your Diversifieds, and what really was a medium-sized integrator that was like 10 times smaller than the size of those companies. And we were trying to analyze like, okay, well, going forward, how does the mid-sized firm compete? We kind of know how the small firms compete because usually – They have some sort of a niche, whether it be geographic or expertise, and we understand how they can survive going forward. We were really worried about, you know, the huge part of the industry that is that, you know, $50 million revenue around size integration firm. And, you know, what they were going to do about that huge gap between them and the larger firms that with so much revenue, have more of an ability to be nimble, have a more of an ability to compete in, you know, a large footprint and have more of an ability to, you know, to to have answers when their enterprise customers come to them with global needs. Mm. So we were really worried about that last year. We still are. I was going
0: <laughs> to say, I, th- I think that group is probably the same group that we're talking about that is resisting or not fully embracing the shift to a service-based model. I, I think that's part of maybe why they're in the middle and not growing as much as some some of the other
1: the big companies, like you mentioned. Those companies have that that service-based component, and we have a quote in the State of the Industry report from John Zettle, CEO of ABI SPL, where he just kind of makes that point, you know, but. That- one of the advantages to being the largest firm in the AV integration market is we have the ability to build that infrastructure. I think one of the biggest demands that companies like AVISBL are seeing from their enterprise customers is that they have a have a, an escalating responsibility to continually twenty four seven support their systems, not just on a local basis, but you know a lot of those customers are are increasingly global, so. It, In some ways, a company like AVISBL that has that increasingly global footprint, they have a huge advantage in terms of being able to have answers for those demands.